This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, the drama is starting to build uh, if you're a Viking fan in the first round of the NFL draft as we head towards number 12. Seattle's on the clock at number 9. There still hasn't been a quarterback taken. Obviously, they traded Russell Wilson and thought that this could be their opportunity to do such. Uh, joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker hotline is Jeff Robinson, longtime scout of the Minnesota Vikings. He's been involved in, uh, for different reasons, the draft this year and watching as this thing has unfolded. Uh, Jeff, first of all, thanks for joining us. Second, what, what has surprised you so far as we've gone through eight picks? Actually, not a lot has surprised me. Um, you know, the talk going into the early early part of the draft, you know, the last couple of days has been about who was going to go number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I really thought that uh, the intrigue would start at number three just because, you know, Houston was kind of the wild card, in my opinion. And, you know, there'd been so much talk about uh, Derek Stingley, you know, plus minus whatever. But I, I thought that the the third pick is kind of where things got started. I mean, it, it's hard to argue with any of the defensive linemen um, from Georgia being taken uh, early in this draft, just because they were all so productive. And and I think either way, Jacksonville couldn't go wrong whether they took uh, Walker or or Hutchinson one or two. And I think um, Detroit, uh, both of those two teams won out in that deal, but. You know, once once that happened, and then once Houston took uh, Stingley number three, then you kind of knew the dominoes were going to fall, and and Gardner would go would go pretty quick after yeah. that. So I think I think it's kind of gone um, almost as expected. You know, really, really with there being so many receivers, um, I didn't think that those guys would go. You know, early, early, but I think you're going to start to see a lot more teams start to select receivers now that one has been taken, but. This also plays out very well for, for Viking fans because there's still a lot of defensive guys left on the board. Okay, so yeah, Trent McDuffie, is he, is, he's the next corner maybe on the list for some uh, out of Washington. Is he good enough to take at 12, or if you really want him, can you get him at 16 or 17 to make a trade? Well, you probably can get him if you move back. But again, I say probably because you have to look at you know, what teams are there that need corners, starting with Seattle. You know, Seattle needs corners bad, um, but they also need offensive linemen. And like you mentioned, they need a quarterback. So it just kind of depends. This is kind of the next the next wild card team um, making a pick. So if, if they don't take uh, a corner, then, yeah, you probably can move back a couple picks and still feel comfortable that you're going to get uh, McDuffie and you know this next group of corners there's probably three of them that are lumped in there together so 
you know, you, you won't necessarily feel that bad if you miss him because the next guy that's that's right behind him on most people's death charts is, is pretty close as far as talent goes. Yeah, so you, you don't want to get, you know, if you can get one of three and they're all close and maybe you get them in the second round, uh, I don't know, Charles Cross from Mississippi State uh, goes to Seattle. That surprises me a little bit. Well, that doesn't surprise me because if you think about what has been happening with Russell Wilson the last couple of years as far as the physical pounding that he's that he's taken um, as far as hits, sacks, and hits um, on him, then that was one of the big things that that uh, people were discussing when that whole trade happened with Denver. So I'm not surprised. And plus, they've got they've got some older linemen that they're in the process of kind of transitioning um, into more backup roles. And so they they needed an infusion of of new blood on offense and on the defensive line as well as in the secondary. So. I think they probably feel like they can do something else later on because I believe they have another pick um, coming up in this round. So I think that they feel like um, with their picks, they you know they can they can add depth and quality players as well. So again, that, this all plays out well for Viking fans because they didn't take a corner. Okay, so so you got the Jets in Washington on the clock before the Vikings. And uh, Garrett Wilson and Jordan Davis have been mentioned often as as potential number twelve picks. It might be worthy of it if they if they don't trade their pick. That those would be ones uh, that they could take at the twelve spot. What are the odds that those two both get taken in these next two picks? Do you think? Uh, I think the odds are pretty high that at least one of them will get taken in these next couple picks. I mean, just looking at the Jets in particular, if you draft a quarterback high like they did last year, at some point you need to provide some weapons around him to give him a fair chance to succeed. Um, and if you look at the numbers that the receivers had last year, uh, those wouldn't be numbers that you would say of, of guys who are, you know, very good to elite type of receivers. Yes. So, so I would think, I don't know if it's Wilson or not that's on their radar, but, you know, the, the odds of them taking one uh, pretty early in this draft are, are pretty strong. Um, Davis, Davis is kind of a, you know, a lot of teams like him a lot. Other teams just like him because of the fact that, you know, you have to, you have to use him in the proper fashion to get the most out of him. And so he, you know, if, if it's the right team and I don't know if Washington would be that team because I think five out of their last six drafts, they've taken defensive linemen pretty, pretty early. And so their salary cap is, is kind of maxed out as far as defensive linemen go. So I think that also bodes well for a team like Minnesota, who's thinking about um, defensive linemen. But I, you know, to me, realistically, you should also you should be thinking more about pass rushers in the modern game as opposed to interior defenders up high. If you have a if you have a strong strong need like Minnesota does, because you they're their starting defensive ends, or excuse me, outside linebackers, are both coming off of injuries from last season. Jeff Robinson is our guest. Where does Jermaine Johnson get mentioned in this conversation? And edge rushers, you alluded to, they're going to play some 3-4 this year. Uh, from Eden Prairie, a junior college, he went to Georgia and then went over to Florida State and was the defensive player of the year in that conference. I think if you were Mike Grant, you'd probably say, how about right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, realistically, you know, the guy has, the guy has spent a lot of time in a lot of top flight programs. I mean, people, people talk about all the great defensive linemen at Georgia this year, but one year ago, he was part of that 
part of that contingent. So, you know, he's learned a lot. He's won a lot. Um, and he's, you know, he's put in a lot of time to, to mature off the field. So I think that, um, you know, any team that gets him in this, in this group right here would, would feel pretty good about themselves. Yeah. If the, the Jets, if the Jets take him, they'd have he and Blake Cashman, two Eden Prairie kids at linebacker. That might be a first uh, for Minnesotans if that would happen. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it, it definitely speaks well about the Eden Prairie uh, High School. And they're program. linebackers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so now take us I, inside the draft room, though, Jeff. Right now, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, they, they, they know who they covet, all these things. What, what's going on right now? Are there contingency trades in place that say, hey, if, if Davis and Wilson, if we both like both those and they both get taken, then we automatically go to 17 uh, because we know we can get our guy there. What, what, what's going on right now in the draft room if you're the Minnesota Vikings and you're at 12? Basically, as at each, at each number draft pick, you're looking at um, three guys that you like. You know, so, if, so if one of those guys gets taken – then you're pulling up that next peg so that you always have three players ready to go. Um, and again, like we talked about a few minutes ago, if, if you think that you can move back a couple, a couple spots and still get that same player, then obviously you're going to try to do it. But you also have to have a willing partner to, to be able to do that. So sometimes, you know, why that, why that clock is running and everybody's wondering well, what's taking so long. It's the fact that you're trying to, you know, get on the phone with a team that, that realistically will make a trade with you. And it doesn't always work out that way because a lot of times another team's uh, three names are very similar to yours. Or if it's a team in your division that has that next pick, then they don't always want to work out a deal with you because they know what you're trying to do. So it's a a chess match that takes place in the first round in a 10-minute window. And, you know, really that 10-minute window isn't very big when you're trying to, number one, um, identify teams that you can work with, and then to get them on the phone and work out all the details. Garrett Wilson just went to the New York Jets. Uh, that means there's one pick before the Vikings make their pick. And can we take a quick break here, Jeff? Sure. Let's build a little drama into this thing. And uh, when we come back, we may or may not know who goes 11, but then we'll put Jeff on the spot and see who he takes at 12 once we know who 11 is. Jeff Robinson, former scout, Minnesota Vikings, played at Northwestern, knows the game very, very well. Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline featuring Jeff Robinson, former Viking scout who sat in the draft room for many, many years as they approached their pick. We're at number 11 now. The Vikings pick 12. It belongs to New Orleans via trade from Washington. And we still have not seen a quarterback taken yet. Let's assume that New Orleans wants a quarterback, first of all, Jeff, because they need one. Which one of the uh, oft-mentioned uh, four or five do you like the best? Uh, I like uh, Malik Willis the best from Liberty group, I think. Yeah, I think he's got the biggest upside as far as uh, long-term potential goes. Um, I don't think any of this group is ready to step in and start and play significant minutes right away, but I think he's got the biggest upside overall. Uh, um, However, I think this is probably a little too early for a quarterback. Still too early, huh? Yeah, I think but but don't so, you think but, New Orleans, if they wanted this spot and they need a quarterback, wouldn't they? Would it wouldn't logic dictate that they did this to get a quarterback or not? Uh, to me, logic says that they did it to get a receiver that they're trying that they're angling to get, and I don't know if that's um, Olave from Ohio State or I don't know which one it is, but I think I'm thinking that it, it's probably more one of those skill position guys than it is a quarterback at this point. Because if you look at it, I mean they still have. 
two viable quarterbacks on their roster. Yep. Um, you know, right now, so there's there's no there's no immediate need for them to rush to get a quarterback. Yeah, Olave. I mean, he lit the Gophers up, uh, and so did Wilson that night. They they ran all over the Gophers or threw the ball all over the field against the Gophers. Um, uh, some people thought Olave was better than Wilson. Wilson better than Olave. You think he's a game changer? What do you think? Yeah, I think he is a game changer. He's a very good route runner. Um, I think he's actually spent some time working with Chris Carter. I think both of those guys have, but um, very good route runners, uh, very very smooth and with quickness in and out of their breaks and speed to speed to beat you deep, which um, I think Northwestern found that out too against these guys. So, you know, they're, they're both game changers and, you know, the Williams kid from, from Alabama was also a, a part of that Ohio state uh, receiving contingent until this past year. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. If you look at the amount of talent <laughs> that, that Ohio state has had at that receiver position, but I think it's, I think it's either Olave or or uh, Williams would be my guess right now at the receiver position. One thing that is not missing is a crowd for this draft, man. It is unbelievable how they've shown up in Las Vegas. Uh, at least in some places, the pandemic is over, Jeff. Well, they waited two years to get yep. the draft, um, and, and obviously they're showing that they were that they were ready for it. Uh, if you're going to have a party, I don't know if there's a better place to do it than. Than right in Vegas right now, and yes, you're right. They they're not they're not looking like there's a pandemic down there, but they're they're definitely having a good time. There's no question about that. Yeah, and, and you, you got to remember a lot of this is outside too. You can't tell that sometimes from uh, the shots that you see uh, on TV, but a lot of this is uh, uh, is being held outside. So so the Vikings now either have a deal to trade back, or they they know that there's enough guys on the board that they really love at twelve. What do you think? That's correct. So what I would say is, since the pick is in, they know who they know who that person is that New Orleans has taken. So either they're trying to move back and use up all their time, or or they're getting uh, the person that they like the best on the phone so that they can let him know that uh, he's a member of the team. Is there ever an so argument would, right before the pick? I mean, does it ever come down to you know? We remember the year the Vikings uh, uh, didn't make a pick, didn't hand a pick in when Mike Tice was there. They ended up with Kevin Williams, who turned out to be a great pick, uh, but you know they, they didn't get the pick in. Is, is that because there's such conflict right before? Yeah, there's there's always conflict just because of the fact of you know one you're talking about again you're trying to you're trying to talk to other teams about um, trading back or trading up. You're you're also trying to talk uh, amongst yourselves about, okay, is this really the guy since we know that these other guys are still on the board despite the fact that you've analyzed it and overanalyzed it for, for weeks. Um, so there's so there's always a lot of back and forth. And then, of course, you get you get other factors um, like we've talked about earlier, you know, in other conversations with the salary cap being involved and, you know, how easy is it to deal with this uh, this player's representatives and all these things. So a lot of a lot of little factors come into play, but usually by the time you get to to that ten minute mark, you can you can whittle it down to okay, this is who we like and this is who we're going with. And if you scouted the player that they like in your area and it was part of your deal, do you give them one more paragraph on why you believe or don't believe he should be the guy? Well, no matter who it is or what what uh, round of the draft it is, you always want to voice your opinion about a player. So despite the fact that you've been meeting for, for two weeks about all these guys, yeah, if there's, if one of your guys is on the board, then you definitely uh, put in one or two more final plugs just so that everybody's 
listening to you or hopefully listening to you to, to get your guy. Uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, their pick is in, uh, and they have selected Chris Olave. So you've got back-to-back Ohio State receivers. Uh, I don't know if that happens very often. Uh, going consecutively to the Jets and the New Orleans Saints, and just as you uh, uh, predicted, Jeff, uh, they got the guy that they wanted, and they feel good enough about the quarterbacks they've got right now. And and if you look and see that Detroit is now on the clock at pick number twelve. Are you saying we got we got a trade? That's correct. So so the the Vikings have have traded. They they have traded back, and they've traded unusually. They've traded within their division. Okay, what is that telling you? That that's telling you one that there's that there's a lot of guys that they like, but not at that spot later on um, in the draft. Um, but it also tells you that Detroit is moving up because there's somebody that they really want. So that means the Vikings. Detroit's next next pick was pick number 32. So I don't know if they gave up 32 and 34 to get who they want. But but all of a sudden now, I mean, I I appreciate it, but that means that the Vikings aren't going to pick till like 1030 tonight, you know? That's correct. That's correct. I mean, the last pick, they're going to have the last pick of today. Yeah, which, which which will put you realistically more in the line of, um, you know that that the latter part of this next group of corners, um, but there's still going to be a lot of good pass rushers in that in that group. So if you got 32 and 34, you could sandwich a couple of pretty good players, is what you're thinking here, and there's not that much difference right now. Is what they're what they're saying? Is that the way you see it? Yes, that's exactly right. Because I mean, obviously, if you have a chance to get a uh, pick thirty-two and thirty-four, which Detroit had, um, you know that that kind of works out well for Detroit because it gives them a, a higher level of of guy that they player that they were tar- targeting. But um, now Minnesota gets to to add two players to help them uh, restock at whatever positions they so they okay. so deem. And a bit of irony in it, uh, that means that Chris Spielman, the brother of just fired Rick Spielman, made a deal with his former team, the Vikings. So I guess you put personal stuff aside uh, when you need to improve your team, huh? Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, it's it's all about improving your team. I mean, at, at, with Rick and Chris in particular, you know, they, they would hug afterwards, but not while it's going on, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Jeff, uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, you can take a nap now before the Vikings pick. But uh, yeah. thank you <laughs> thank you for the insight. Appreciate it very much. Just great to talk to you and guiding us through this. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. No problem at all. You take care. Thank you. You bet. Jeff Robinson, nice enough to join us. The Lions send number 32, number 34, and 66 overall to the Vikings for number 12 overall and number 46. And I get it. Uh, If that's what you feel you need to do. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 